Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Calling all detectives. An imitation statuette, an expert antiquarian, and a chain of murders. Those are the exhibits on this page from my casebook, the casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. Some people call me Jerry Browning, private detective, an expert. But my definition of an expert is somebody who never finishes learning. In the window of Henard Schwartz's shop, you can see stuffed birds, old lithographs, and chipped Chinese vases. Inside, if you knew where to look, there were first editions of Dickens, Aztec carvings, and engraved jewels from India. There was also Henard Schwartz. Ah, oh, Browning, you've come to find the time of day. What? To find out whether what you have in that package is genuine or forgery. Which? <laughs> Don't rub it in, Henard. I need your advice. What I took out of the package was a piece of glazed statuary. The figure stood on its base about 14 inches high. It was a shepherdess in an exaggerated flounce costume. She carried a staff, and clustered at the base of the composition, there were three tiny sheep. This? He picked up the piece, examined it closely. It is imitation Dresden. I will be generous. It is worth uh, $15. That's what I thought. Just the same, Hennard. One man is dead, another is dying because of this monstrosity. An expert told me a statuette was worth $15. And I told him that one man had already died because of it. Browning, it is clay. It does not weigh enough to contain any hidden metal. It's going to have diamonds or rubies hidden inside of it without changing its weight much. Henard Schwartz rubbed his cheek. Possibly. What is its history? Short and violent, Henard. It belonged to an old woman, Amantha Creeley. She had a house full of junk like this. She died, left all the stuff to her nephew, Jacob Creeley, a diamond importer. He sold most of the junk, took this and a few other pieces to his own apartment. Last night, his place was broken into. Nothing taken but this. Creeley took a shot at the burglar who dropped the loot. See, the tail of that sheet is broken. Henard looked, nodded. Go on. We got the burglar. He showed up at Tyler Hospital today. Bullet wound. He's dying. This afternoon, Creeley brought this to my office, left it with me. On the way home, he was shot to death. Now you know as much as I do, except that somebody trailed me to your shop. Henard smiled, rocked back in his heels. Ah, Browning, you have such interesting problems. Come. I lock up so that we will not be disturbed by customers. Now... Examine this under X-ray. Yeah, no dark shadows. No hidden diamonds for rubies, either. Uh, perhaps there's hidden paper inside. Uh, he will probe for it. With a tiny drill, Schwartz bought an almost invisible pinpoint hole in one of the glassy folds of the dress. Then, 
Schwartz withdrew the needle carefully, straightened up. No paper inside, Browning. It is hollow and empty. I nodded, but didn't really hear him. Through the smudged window, I could see two men across the street. They were standing near the car that had trailed me. What are you doing, Browning? Just lowering the window shade. What were you doing? Wondering. This object is valueless, yet you are girding yourself to die rather than surrender it. Foolish. Schwartz stood in the doorway with a statuette in his hands. My friends, will you come here? The two blank-faced men came over fast. I believe you gentlemen want this object. Take it. Thanks. You're a very smart guy. They retreated to their car, one holding the statuette, the other covering us with a gun. They got to the car. It all happened in seconds. Two men dead in the street, the statuette snatched up, and another car that had appeared out of nowhere disappeared just as fast. The cops gave us a very rough time. But not as rough as I might have had if I'd tried to leave Henard's shop with the statuette. The burglar in Tyler Hospital, the one Creeley shot, had died without ever saying a word, the cops told us. His fingerprints identified him as one of the choosier jewel thieves. So why did he die trying to steal a hunk of imitation statuary? Yeah, why? Lieutenant Dawson had the answer for that one. Oh, it's some kind of a heathen idol. Perhaps, but it was made in Austria about 1907 at an approximate cost of three dollars. And they let us go after that. And we went back to Henard's shop. And a regular welcoming committee. Don't be alarmed. Nobody will be hurt if you're cooperative. Well, this gangster was a gentlemanly type. But the four mugs behind him was strictly standard equipment. And there on Henard's workbench was the statuette. A little more battered looking and as ugly and useless as ever. You wish me to determine the value of this object? I know it's valuable. I want to know why. Henard walked to the statuette. Didn't touch it. It is a talisman. The ancient word for a symbol of luck. No, don't smile. It is not a good luck piece. It is a symbol of evil, a thing cursed to be given an enemy so that you will be sure he dies. You're kidding. Am I? The old woman died, and her nephew and the burglar and those other two men. Good luck is cheap. Death comes high. The gangster smiled, reached for the statuette. One of his mugs tried to block him. Don't touch it, boys. Maybe it does bring death, but it'll be for these two jokers. He picked up the statuette. I never did figure out how Dawson's men could shoot at such close range and not hit Hennard or me. The cops killed two of the hoodlums, including the leader, and one bullet smashed the figurine to bits. There was still nothing in the wreckage but clay. I have uh, very valuable objects in the shop running and an alarm button to police headquarters under the carpet beneath the table. Okay, I understand that part. But what about the statue? All that killing, that talk about bad luck charms. That was talk, mostly. One man steals, others from him, and still others from them. Each in his mind enhancing the value of what? An idea, Browning, a concept. A diamond is cold. Why is it valuable? Except that we have all agreed that it is valuable. Then the statue was always junk. It never had value. I suggest that you go to the apartment of the late Mr. Creeley and search it very, very carefully. 
that's what I did, along with a squad of cops. We found, after a while, a collection of uncut diamonds, hidden in the false base of a small statuette of Pan, a poised figure in a dancing attitude. In the dark, I suppose, the shepherdess looked like it. And that's what the jewel thief was after. Like I said, I don't believe in charms, good luck or bad, because I think you make your own luck by what's in your mind. 